Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, today's episode will be another first impressions episode, and it will be a first impressions of two dramas, both Disney plus dramas. And so I thought they would be lumped in together for an episode beautifully. Um, we first have Adamas, and I'm doing it by the, I'm saying that by the kind of Korean pronunciation, how they're saying it in the drama, Adamas. Um, And then we also have Big Mouth. These are the two dramas that I recently started two episodes, first two episodes of each. So I am just going to give the kind of first impressions of the first two. However, I am a little concerned that I'm giving my first impressions a little too soon (laughs) for Adamas. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. But I'm going to start with Adamas and I'm going to go through kind of my first impressions of the first two episodes. And then I'll move into Big Mouth. And then at the end, I'll kind of summarize a little bit about my kind of general feeling about both of the starting both of these at this time in comparison to kind of everything else that I'm just currently finishing and things like that. So I think that has an effect on how I am um, reacting to these first two episodes. So I'll get into that after I give you my first impressions. So the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to Adamas, of course, is a quick kind of synopsis, who's in it, what the kind of general thoughts are um, as far as the storyline is for this drama. The first thing we have to know is that I ran to watch it, ran to start it because it is starring Ji Sung. Absolutely adore him as an actor, have for years. So I typically try my darndest to watch um, most of the things that he's in. However, when he's in some of the, you know, I I don't want to say like medical stuff. I don't do well with medical dramas, as you may already know from listening to me. So I don't really watch those, but every everything else of his, I really do run to. So I was excited to start this. Again, I did go in a little blindly from the teaser. I didn't really gather much of a farce plot, what it was supposed to be about. I knew he was going to be playing two characters, twin brothers. And I was like, of course, he is an actor who could definitely pull off something like that. So I didn't think that was going to be anything too jarring, but he is, which to me is unique playing two characters. They are twin brothers um, and the characters' names are Ha Wu Shin and Song So Hyun. And the difference between the two is that they kind of live their kind of separate lives. Um, and Ha Wushin is this best-selling kind of mystery author. And then you have his brother, who's a prosecutor um, at like the Central District Prosecutor's Office. So these are kind of like, these not prominent people, but they are pretty prominent in their areas or arenas. And when they were younger, their, um, I think it was their stepfather or father figure, someone that they call father (laughs) was killed. Um, And then they discovered that it might have been um, their birth father who actually ended up killing their stepfather and his, and we meet their stepfather um, on like death row. So that's kind of the gist of their I guess, introduction in the story. The other thing that kind of takes place in these first two episodes, as far as giving us a synopsis of the plot, is that 
um, Wu Shen, who's the um, best-selling novelist, he ends up signing in, signing up to be a ghostwriter for a very wealthy, prominent man, and to write this, um, or ghostwrite this man's memoir, he has to move into this man's huge mansion for a month. He doesn't have any, he can't have any contact with the outside world. He has to kind of like burrow down in this man's mansion and write this memoir. But we find out in the first two episodes that it is kind of something that um, someone invited him to do because there are some things that they want exposed about this wealthy, prominent man, of course. Um, and I thought that was interesting because I was like, hmm, because everyone kept saying to him, like, you're this best-selling author. It doesn't make sense for you to sign up to be someone's ghostwriter. So that's how you know, like, he's not doing this with the purest of tensions. And then you have his brother who is, you know, still in the outside space in his prosecutor role, seemingly trying to unearth and uncover some of the things around the stepfather's murder and their birth father's kind of situation, um, being on death row and things like that. And so he's kind of start to unload that um, case from years and years ago. And in the process of digging that stuff back up, he puts himself um, and those that he interacts with in immediate kind of danger because obviously he's unearthing something that should have been buried or was was buried for 20 plus years. So that is kind of what we get in the first two episodes. This is a, another um, mystery thriller. They're, they're, we're trying to get revenge. We're trying to uncover some things. It's, it's not something that we haven't seen before. The other kind of element to this is the title, Adamas, which is, um, according to the drama, it is a arrow <laughs> that is crafted with a point um, made out of diamond. And the very prominent wealthy man, um, who's Chairman Kwan, I think that's what they just introduced him as, played by E. Kwong. Young, he is um, the keeper of this this arrow, and it is supposed to be worth billions of dollar wands, and and he basically, you know, has it hidden somewhere in his home, and that's what we find out that Wu Shen is basically trying to find in this home, and why he ended up coming because that arrow may be connected to the murder of his stepfather that currently has his birth father on death row. So that is the tie between the title and this kind of arrow that is crafted out of diamond, (laughs) basically. But even saying all of this, and now that I'm thinking over it again, I'm going to be honest, I was not as intrigued and on the edge of my seat and interested as I thought I was going to be in these first two episodes. Like just, I'm going to be honest though. That's my first impressions. I was not blown away by the setup of the first two episodes. So that's why I said, I felt a little bad about coming on and maybe doing a first impressions based off of the first two episodes, because I don't know if there's more that I'm going to get excited about in the next couple episodes. And then that's what I was waiting for. But for the general setup that they gave us, it all made sense. I understood it to some degree, but at the same time, the thing that was missing most to me was motivation for both of the twins, uh, for the twin brothers. 
yes, there's this murder, there's, you know, 20 something years ago, but I have a problem with um, the fact that they didn't actually set up why now, 20 years later, are they really wanting to go through this process? Why? What triggered them to want to do this? Yes, he receives a note in the beginning of the episode, Wushin, that kind of just generically tells him, hey, there's something that you should know about your father's murder. But it kind of just seems quick and clumsy in a way, um, the way that they start their unearthing of this 20-year-old case. So that was a little lacking for me. The motivation was lacking for these characters in these first two episodes. Um, the other thing is that we get introduced to a lot of characters in these first two episodes, and all of them obviously seem to be very important, but it's overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. I just met my twin, the twin brothers, which are the main characters, played by the same actor. So give me a second. And yet then you throw in all these other people that also so important. So I don't know. I was a little put off by that. I wanted them to kind of ease into kind of describing our twin brothers a little bit more so that we understood their personalities more, understood why they are doing these two separate things to do to unearth the same thing. Why do they have different um, surnames? You know, like there's Ha, Wushin, and Song Sun Like I just, I felt like there were some things missing that I wanted for setup purposes before we jumped into all these other characters and moved them into the man moved him into the mansion and, and all of that. So that was a little off-putting. Um and so I wasn't thrilled with the first two episodes, I'm gonna be honest. Yes, G Sung's performance you performance, you can already tell is top tier. Of course, as always, it's going to be top tier. He's doing really well with portraying two different characters. But again, my problem is is that I don't understand those two brothers just yet. I don't get their personalities. Yes, they let us know in some way that they're different. They have different careers. But to me they almost still feel the same. They feel like they're the same person. So I need a little bit of more, a uh, little, a little bit more help in parsing through their differences and what makes them individual characters. And you know, that's my, always going to be my qualm. It's going to always be characters. If I have a problem with this drama, especially right off the bat, it probably has to do with me not connecting with the characters. And I think that's the case for me with, um, Adamus. And I think the overall kind of plot or synopsis as far as these two brothers wanting to unearth this this mystery about the death of their father figure or stepfather or something like that, that again, I'm usually interested in that. I don't have any problems with that plot. Yes, has it been done multiple times? Yes, of course. But if it's done a little bit differently each time, I usually can, I can enjoy it, have a good time. But I, But I do know that after just watching the first two episodes, that plot needs a little bit more. <laughs> it needs a little bit more for the way that they have showcased it right now in the beginning. Again, I want to watch Ji Sung in this performance. I think he would be great as playing two characters. I really want to watch this, but I am a little confused um, if it's going to have enough for me to stick around. I wish I would have gave it maybe two more episodes before coming on and talking about it, but I definitely think it's on the fence for me after just the first two episodes. So that is my kind of first impressions of Adamas, but I will say that it's, you know, 
it's not too bad. It's not too bad as far as the plot, the setup. I think it could be very interesting. I like that there's this mystery around this arrow that's crafted with diamonds and, you know, he's trying to steal it from anybody, but he has to find it first. I kind of like that mystery aspect, um, how that ties to their, how they're going to unveil it and get the revenge on this very wealthy man. I don't know yet. But I do wish they set up our twin brothers a little bit better. Um, but another thing to note is about the other kind of characters in this um, first this, that start up that were set up in these first two episodes. So we do have um, in the mansion where Ha Wu Shin is one of the twin brothers. We do have Un Hei Su, played by So Chi K. She must be Disney Plus's new um, princess, but um, either way, she um, her character actually lives in the mansion, and she is. And this is a spoiler, but not really. I mean, it's part of the setup. She is the person who has who sent the original letter to Wu Shen, encouraging him to look a little bit deeper into his, um, the, you know, the murder of his stepfather and things like that. So she's the one that kind of has some information. And he, when he gets to the mansion, has to locate the person who sent the letter and he ends up locating her. But she is in the mansion and she's actually the daughter-in-law of the very wealthy chairman Quan. And she's she's a weird character. She she has a lot of mystery surrounding her, and the fact that she's married to to me seemingly one of the evil characters in um, the drama. It's it's interesting to see like what is her real motives? What is going on with her? Is she on the good side or is she on the bad side? What's what's she really trying to unearth? So that's interesting about her. Um, another character that we have in the part of the main cast um, is Kim So-hee, played by Yi Soo-kyung. And she is um, actually, I think, like a reporter. She writes um, and reports on things going on in the political sphere and she's very connected in some way we don't know yet to the um I think it's like one of the candidates who's running for an office position um who's basically trying to bring back the death penalty uh for all the the people that are on death row and so she's very connected to that to that storyline and she is the one who ends up connecting with Song Soo Hyun the pros- our prosecutor twin brother and encourages him to look further into his father and stepfather kind of situation so the two you know female um characters are the catalyst for our twin brothers to kind of start their journey into their kind of revenge or unearthing of their 20 year old um, case of their fathers. I say fathers because I mean stepfather, birth father, you know. So they are a kind of very important characters at the start. Um, and so he is a very, um, she's a feisty character. She has a very low tolerance for anything. She could snap on a whim. So both our Heisu and Sohi characters are not the cute, bubbly, Lead. They are definitely feisty and they're mysterious and they will snap on you and they're not smiling very much. So that's kind of their setup. And then we also have characters who are important to the different arenas. So we have the... Um, we have the the mansion, which is basically um, Chairman Kwan's people. We have a undercover cop, 
who is actually in the mansion working at the head of security, but he's really there to unearth some things about Chairman Kwan, but he's infiltrated the, um, the, the mansion beautifully. But how Wu Shin is aware that he is an undercover cop and that kind of puts him at odds with the undercover cop and his name is Choi Tae Sung and he's played by Ho Sung Tae. Then we also have <laughs> the kind of head butler or butler S <laughs> um Kwan. Her um her character is played by an actress named Wang Jung Min. She is this kind of tiny older woman who she walks around with a cane and a limp and when I tell you she is one of the most annoying characters I've watched in a long time she is so annoying and she's so like the way that she acts is almost comical um, because it's so dramatic and over the top and it's like for what why are you acting like this (laughs) so it I honestly felt like her character was so comical that it did not match the vibe of the rest of the drama. Like this drama is pretty dark. This drama is not sunshine and rainbows and happy, lucky people aren't, you know, making people laugh. There's not many like, ha ha ha, you know, lighthearted moments in there. But when she comes on the screen and the way that she snaps on um, Ha Wu Shin and everyone else in the in the mansion um, and how she runs um, underneath the chairman all the time. And she's like, comes to him and she's like whining. It's laughable. And it's like, it doesn't fit. And I don't think it's necessarily the actress's fault. I think it's the way they actually wrote the character. I'm going to be honest. Um, But I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, and it takes me out every time she's on screen. She takes me out of the, the kind of vibe of the drama. Um, but she's a very evil, kind of sinister, dark little lady. Um, that's just her kind of setup. But at the same time, you know, she's there to give us some some opposition for Wu Shin in his way, in his journey to steal the um, the arrow from the mansion. Um, so I, I appreciate her. I understand her character's purpose, but I also just feel like they could have toned it down just a little bit. Um, then we also have like the chairman's secretary who is um, deaf, but she reads lips. She also seems to be connected to or working with um, the daughter-in-law, Hey Sue, in the mansion. So we don't know if she's a, a foe or, you know, a friend to Wu Shin just yet as well. But she seems to be doing some kind of we're not sure. We're just not sure about her yet. Um, and then there's other security guards and things like that. So there's a kind of, you know, a lot of characters that we meet in the first two episodes around the mansion and who seem to all kind of play a little critical parts in our Wu Shin getting to his goal. And then we also have the undercover um, kind of special investigation headquarters, which is where our... Um, Choi Taesung undercover cop character is as a part of. So we get to see them at times communicating with him in the inside of the mansion. He's like, you know, reporting back to them things that he's discovering and things like that. So we have to see them. We also have um, this kind of evil team that is a part of the mansion. I keep calling it the mansion, but it's basically Sung group. But the the mansion has this outside team that does all this dirty work and kind of like 
they call it um, like scripts or like scenes that they they play out, which is basically code for they're going to set up a scene to take someone down or kill someone or make someone look like they committed suicide. Like they are a team on the outside of the mansion who basically do these things, do the dirty works of um, the Chairman Kwan. And so we have those characters that we also have to follow. So, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of different moving pieces here in this drama, just in the first, introduced in the first two episodes. And I don't know if they were all done well. We also have the prosecutor office with our prosecutor twin brother. So there's characters there. Um, and then there's also witnesses and, and people who are supposed to help um, when it comes to the, the case in the past. So just too many characters for me in the first two episodes, especially since I feel like they didn't set up our two twin brothers beautifully just yet. So I don't know. This is a big I don't know for me in terms of will I keep watching this? Is there more that I want from this? I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure. But the performances so far, very, very well done. Jisung, of course, killing the game. As he always does. Okay, so now let me go ahead. I think I spoke a little too long on that. Let me go ahead and move on to Big Mouth. So, Big Mouth, just like with Adamas, has one of my absolute faves as our lead, Lee Jong Suk, who I have been calling Suki for the longest. That's my nickname. I've always given him Suki. Um, but um, E. Jung Suk is in his return to K-drama land after his military service with Big Mouth. And when I tell you I was very nervous about this, I was, I'm telling you, I was very nervous about this. Um, I have been in love with him since I first laid eyes on him, I think, and what was it? Prosecutor Princess back in 2010. I think that's when I absolutely when I, I fell in love with him um, and I've never looked back <laughs> love him to pieces so I had been waiting for his drama return um, I gotta be honest I wasn't exactly super excited with the return as far as when they first said what he was going to be returning with I I wasn't drawn to the premise I'm, I just wasn't so it wasn't that I wasn't excited for him to return I just wasn't drawn I was I, I was like Ugh, am I gonna really want to watch this I don't know I don't know but I did decide to go ahead and start it because I could not not start um a drama that he's in I just couldn't I've always given all of his drama a chance even though some of them have sorely disappointed me in the past I've always gave them a chance so I immediately knew I was going to start Big Mouth as soon as it dropped so that is what I did and here I am with my first impressions of these first two episodes so quick summary synopsis of what Big Mouth is even about (laughs) so Big Mouth stars Park Chung Ho, played by Yi Yong Suk, who I like to call Sukki, so prepare to hear that at times. Um, He is a lawyer. He has a very, very poor winning rate when it comes to him as a lawyer. He just doesn't do very well. But he is known as Big Mouth because he's very talkative. He's very loud. um, 
and usually loud and wrong. So he like he's he likes to, to say what he thinks it means, but at the same time, you know, it's just him putting his foot in his mouth kind of set up. Um, but he ends up, um, and but the other thing to notice about him, um, Park Chang Ho is is actually married to Go Min Miho, played by um Yunan from Girls Generation. <laughs> and they both live together with her father, his father-in-law, um, and he's um, Go Gi Huang, played by Yi Ki Young. So they all three live together and they have a pretty decent relationship as far as their marriage goes. Um, but Park Chang Ho and his father-in-law have father-in-law have a lovely relationship they actually work together because um chang ho he has his own um firm very small very shoddy not the best obviously he doesn't win very much but his father-in-law works there with him as a kind of office manager and to, you know helps him in all kinds of ways and then you have you know who is a nurse um but they're in debt um he again, Chang Ho has. It's not the best. He's not the best with money. He's he, like I said, he puts his foot in his mouth. He puts himself in situations that it's not the best. And Yuna has been by his side supporting him. I'm sorry, Yuna. Miho has been by his side supporting him this entire time. So she's very feisty with her husband. She knows how to snap at him. She is usually yelling at him. She's usually angry at him, but they do have very sweet moments at times. Um, they show a lot of their flashbacks of them when they met when they were in high school and things like that. So we definitely know they're in a loving relationship. It's just that given some of the kind of circumstances that Chang Ho has put their family in, she's sometimes a little um, feisty and upset with him. <laughs> Let's just say that. She's the kind where like, you need to sleep out uh, on the couch tonight. She can do, she does that very, very often with him. Well, not necessarily, but that kind of concept. And it, it makes sense. Cause again, like I said, he has put them in a lot of debt. She is basically supporting him financially or supporting them financially with her nursing um, gig or her nursing job. And so it's just, you know, she is stressed. She's under a lot of stress and she's constantly asking him to like do what he needs to do. Say you're going to win the case, win the case, but he doesn't win. The, he never wins the case. Um, and so it's just constant back and forth with her kind of being stressed by her husband, Chong Ho. However, I'm not, however, in addition to all of that stress she is already put through by him, he puts her in even more stress because Chang Ho gets himself wrapped up and involved in a murder case and ends up being placed into jail and labeled as um, this big time, I guess, scammer, swindler kind of guy um, named Big Mouse. So he is not Big Mouse, or so we know, as far as we know, but he ends up being framed to appear to be this Big Mouse um, persona who is what they know as in the Korea, they know as this huge swindler, this genius um, scammer or, or con man who has stolen billions of won from these very um, wealthy people. And those wealthy people want to find and locate this Big Mouse character because they want their money back. <laughs> and so when he gets um, framed 
as this big big mouse character when he isn't thrown into jail for being wrapped up in this huge murder case he of course is now has a target on his back um, because there's these very wealthy people who want their money back um, and then also it's just not true. He's like, why am I in jail when I didn't do anything? <laughs> and so we have to find out, or he has to find out why they decided to frame him as Big Mouse or who framed him as Big Mouse and what was the purpose of doing so. And then after being framed, how is he going to get out of jail? Because he was wrapped up in a murder case that he did not actually participate in. So he's trying to figure out how that happened. Um, but on the news, he gets, you know, plastered all over the news and media as this lawyer who is actually Big Mouse and is thrown into jail. And we have to figure out how he's going to clear his name and find out who actually Big Mouse is and why Chang Ho is framed to be Big Mouse. So that is the synopsis or setup for the um, for the first two episodes. And I have to say. It wasn't until the second episode that I was like, hmm, I think I like this. <laughs> I was very shocked because there was something about the first episode that I was like a little bored by, just a little bit bored by. And I can't put my finger on it. I think it's maybe because it's another, it's another kind of mystery and it's like murder case. And I've been watching a lot of those lately. And I'm just kind of like, I'm a little over it. I've seen, I mean, I'm just now finishing like two murder, prison, mystery type things. Had just watched the first two episodes of Adamas. And I just was like, okay, this is, you know, spin, wash, repeat kind of thing. Like we're on the same wash cycle. So I was a little bored in that first episode. However... The thing that kind of broke it up for me was definitely the Chong Ho character because initially I was so annoyed with him in the first episode because he was always talking and putting himself in in trouble. Like he was, he would do stupid all the time, and it was so frustrating. It was like, why are you being so frustrating? So his character was really annoying for me in the beginning. But what I realized was that that's what I liked about his character in the second episode. I was like, okay, this works. It actually isn't annoying. It makes this kind of murder, mystery, um, prison, um, you know, swindler, con man storyline, actually a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more fun, which I was not expecting because I am, like I said, just finishing Insider, which was another prison break situation and and was torturous watching someone be in prison and be tortured for multiple episodes um and I was just like I don't want to go this do this again in another drama with this prison stuff but his character is actually quite fun he's actually funny and his scenario and how he gets set up in the prison and (laughs) it's really funny and so I was not expecting that he ends up putting himself in a his big mouth ends up putting him in a position where he is always getting himself in some kind of trouble but in this prison setup his big mouth is actually helping him a lot um and I was not expecting because like I said in the first episode it just frustrates you his big mouth but in the second episode 
you actually see how his big mouth is actually helping him. And I started to really enjoy that. And like I said, there's some light moments in that. Like there's some actual funny moments in that even though there is some kind of brutality, there's some violence, you know, some blood, you know, there, there's some stuff going on in the prison, but at the same time, there's a lot of uh, funny little moments. But then also on the outside of the prison, we do have Chanko's family, his father-in-law and his wife, Miho. And I have to say, I love them as a team because now they basically have formed a team to try to clear, um, you know, her husband's name. She has to do what she has to do to clear his name. And so she starts to kind of infiltrate um, the hospital that um, the original murder case took place, you know, is involved in like there's a hospital and the doctors at the hospital are the ones involved in this murder case that Chang Ho gets mixed up in. And so she ends up, get, you know, switching jobs, like, you know, moving from one hospital to that hospital to um, basically infiltrate and get information so that she can, you know, unearth what's going on so she can free her man. And I just ate that up. I was like, yes, Miho. So I love the way, and you know, of course her father is also doing what he has to do. And then they also have a lawyer um, who's a friend of Chang Ho who's also helping them. So I love when there's like a team that's formed to, you know, work together to solve something. I love it. But then also in the prison, we have um, a fanboy of Big Mouse, who everyone in the prison believes Chang Ho is. That's kind of what the news has is portraying him as. He is Big Mouse. They caught Big Mouse. However, you know, Chang Ho swearing up and down and claiming he is not Big Mouse to everyone, how but no one believes him. But um, in the present, there is a fanboy of Big Mouse and his name is Jerry. He's nicknamed himself Jerry because he's, you know, a fan of Big Mouse. So like, you know, Tom and Jerry, you know, mouse situation. So he obviously doesn't want, think himself as Big Mouse. So he wants to be or he idolizes Big Mouse. And so he immediately latches on to Chang Ho. And Jerry is played by Kwok Dong Yun. And if you know, you know, he was the one that broke my heart the most in Vincenzo last year. Uh, so good in Vincenzo, everything about him. And so to see him again in kind of a similar role where he, like the kind of bromance is getting set up where he's, you know, latching on to um, the Chang Ho character and, you know, and doing, and, and doing whatever he wants and idolizing him, I am eating that up as well. But I also, what I really like about this drama and it's, the mystery aspect of who is Big Mouse really. Um, because as I was watching episode two, I kept thinking, because the way that they framed the Chang Ho, the Chang Ho character, you know, they actually had like all the stuff that he had stolen, like the money and the gold, like someone had stored that in his office. Like it was built into the walls of his office and they immediately knew to like go in there and like pull that stuff out of his office. So it was just like, who would have done that before he had even bought the office ahead of time? You know, like it was just really weird. It's really suspicious. And I was just like, who is Big Mouse? Because we haven't seen any character that may seems to be the one who's Big Mouse, right? Big Mouse seems like such a mystery. Except for Jerry, played by Kwok Dong Yun. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. His obsession with Big Mouse and he's in jail and, you know, he's acting like the kind of like, you know, 
not dumb, but you know, prison, you know, you know, prison mate or whatever. He's, he's just, you know, it's something suspicious about him. And I really like that. Cause you're like, okay, now is he big mouse? But the other thing I like is that I'm still not convinced that our lead character, Chanko, is not big mouse. Yes, I know it sounds weird, but the setup again is that he's been married, you know, he's been married to his high school sweetheart. He lives with his father-in-law. He's his crappy lawyer. He talks a lot. He always puts his foot in his mouth with the way that he, you know, navigates things. He seems to be very unlucky. Like that is a perfect kind of, I think that's a perfect hideout or perfect, um, Thing to hide behind if you are a huge con man, right? Like that seems like a perfect con to be this crappy lawyer, this husband, you know, who, you know, is puts his family in debt, but all the while he's swindling men and, and all these wealthy people out of all this money. Like that is a perfect front for a con man. So I like that in these first two episodes or at the end, by the end of the first, the second episode, I was like, I want to know who Big Mouse is. And I'm not convinced that Chang Ho is not Big Mouse, even though technically there's no reason for you to really believe that he is, except for the fact that they are lying and saying that he is. And he keeps saying he is not Big Mouse. And he's like, why would I be Big Mouse? I'm in debt right now. You know, the way he keeps like throwing it in, like, why would I be in debt? Why would I have owe all this money to all these loan sharks if I was Big Mouse I would just pay all that off I would just pay that off and it sounds like yeah that's something a con man who has a good front would say so I'm not convinced that Chanko isn't Big Mouse and then if he's not it I'm also liking the front if maybe Jerry is Big Mouse so I think that is definitely a lot enough for me to be very interested in watching this drama I need to find out who Big Mouse is and I would love it if it was actually Chang Ho. I would love it if at by the end we find out that the whole time this was a whole con and he was Big Mouse. I think it would be so cool. And so I really, 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 really want to finish this. Like, I think this is one that I'm going to watch. Yes, it's very similar to things that I've just finished. Murder mystery with a prison setting. Definitely stuff that I just finished. But there is a the comedic aspect to it. There are some funny moments. Um, and I like the the kind of relationship they set up with, you know, Chang Ho and Mi Ho and her father, his father-in-law. I love that kind of um, team. I, I, I'm really, really invested after just two episodes. So my experience with this was completely different. Um, I think, yeah, it was completely different with Adamas. I definitely think that um, there was a comedic element to Adamas with the one character that did not fit the vibe of that drama at all. But then in this drama, there is comedic elements thrown in and throughout, but they set that up even in this kind of murder case um, prison setup. There's still a room for it to be kind of laughable at points. And I'm glad they set that up. Um, and it doesn't throw you off as far as like take you out of the story. Um, and I also feel like I know my characters in the first two episodes. I definitely understand and under and, and 
I feel like I connected with Chang Ho. I know how he is. They gave us a lot of his personality. They showed stuff from his past. So we got to see how he got into his marriage with Miho. Like you got to see a lot about him. Same thing with Miho and her father. Like we really, really do understand him, even though we just met him in these first two episodes. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, give me enough to be invested in this character in the first two episodes to motivate me to continue on with their story. Adamas did not do that for me. They didn't give me enough of our twin brothers um, to be invested and motivated to continue figuring out what's going on in their story. And that's frustrating because I really want to watch anything with Jisung. So I'm Fingers crossed that I have a change of heart after watching this, um, the next three, not next two episodes of Adamas. Um, hopefully it changes. If it doesn't, I'll let you know. <laughs> but definitely can already say Big Mouth is a win for me. I don't have any issues with it so far. I'm already invested. Like I said, I'm already trying to solve and figure out who's Big Mouth. They've got me hooked, um, like seriously hooked for sure. So I really want more. I really, really, really want more. And I'm so excited to be watching Suki on the screen again. When I tell you he is beautiful, he has aged a day. I mean, he is, he still owns my heart. I'm not the biggest Yuna fan. Um, I'm going to be 100%. Her and her roles in dramas have never been my favorite. Sorry. Just not, just never. And I don't want to be that person who has a per- has an actress or actor that they critique or say they dislike. But I have to be honest, Yuna is just not one of my faves. Every time I've seen her in something, which has been a lot, I've never been impressed by her performance. Again, I know people would fight me on that, but that's just me personally. However, her in this role is actually very, very, very well done so far. I'm very invested in her character, and I think she's doing a great job of portraying this kind of, you know, very smart and courageous, brave, spicy um, wife to this man who's, you know, in prison. Like, I'm really really excited about her character and i'm i'm happy with her performance so far so all around big mouse i mean sorry big mouse sounds like a win right now it really does it's looking like a win of course this is type of drama where the murder mystery aspect could drag if we don't get some revelations throughout um and if there's not an, and then, you know, if they give us some cliffhangers and things like that and keep it fun, keep it interesting. So there are some things that I can see going really well to finish this off with this drama. And then there's some things I can see going really left and annoying me and making me want to drop this drama. And so I'm hoping we get going the, the right way, um, all the way to the end, because I'm already so invested in Big Mouth. I'm already so invested, not so much with Adamas, um, but definitely Big Mouth for me is a current win. So out of the two Disney Plus kind of dramas I just started, I highly am highly recommend after just the first two episodes, Big Mouth. Unfortunately, Adamas, I can't recommend just yet. I'm not sold. I'm not convinced um, just yet. Need a little bit more to see if I can get a little bit more invested in our kind of main character's storyline. But as of right now, it's on the fence for me but definitely definitely enjoying big mouth um so those are my first impressions try to be as quick as possible with these two definitely have a favorite out of the two but as far as my lead actors go still love them both 
with all my heart. So that's neither here nor there. But Jung Suk looks amazing. He's acting his little tail off already. So that's enough. That's enough to tune in. Um, and also it is on Disney plus. So if you are someone who hasn't, um, figured out how to get your, get access to Disney plus because it's restricted in your country, definitely, definitely use a VPN. I recommend personally express VPN. That seems to be the only one for me in the States, um, that act actively works with Disney plus. Um, so please, please, if you want access, check out my um, ExpressVPN affiliate link. That way you can get yourself, um, you know, started getting access um, to these dramas because I think Big Mouth is definitely one you're going to want to watch. So that is basically it. That's all I have for this episode. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>